Hey friends, welcome to the Life with Chris and Tatum podcast, where each week we'll talk about practical and relevant topics to help you live a life of freedom and purpose. Thanks for joining us today. For more information, please visit lifefellowship.tv. And now let's tune in with Chris and Tatum. Hey, everybody, we're back. Hey, hey. We had so much fun last week in Cancun, and it's so good to be back. We missed you guys. In the swing of things. Yes. This is Life with Chris and Tatum. Thanks for listening today, y'all. Chris and I are the pastors of Life Fellowship Church here in McKinney, Texas. For those of you who are joining us, um, and you didn't already know that, for those that are members here or you hang out with us often— we just want to say thanks to you for sharing this with your friends and your family and for just being a part of the listening fam week after week. I am so fired up, Tatum, for today's topic. What is what is that? No, because we're going to be talking about leadership and we're yeah. going to be talking about God's process. This always of fires planning, you up. working, reaping. Yep. Here's here's been the statement and our team knows this, but when when a uh, when a leader improves, the whole team gets better. Yeah. And so you improving in your leadership ability, whether you are in the marketplace, whether you are at home, whether you are, maybe you're in ministry and you you listen to this uh, this podcast. Yeah. Wherever you're at, if you're a leader, if you improve, the entire team gets better. Your whole family gets better for all of you moms and dads too. So we're going to talk about uh, God's chain of achievement. And so let me just state this right away. There is an unquenchable desire to achieve that God has master planned and mm-hmm. built into every single one of us. I have, you have, everyone. So in other words, if there's a mountain, man, I want to climb that bad yeah. boy. I mean, I'm dreaming about it. I'm seeing yeah. it. I got it on my bucket list. I'm going to I'm gonna take, it, take that thing down. If there's an ocean, I want to cross it. Yeah. Or get in it, swim in it, see it, discover if, it. If there's a wild hog, come on, I want to, I want to kill it. <laughs> so let me just start off today by asking this question to you, and I want you to grapple with this. All right, is there something that you've wanted, but for some reason it's evaded you? It's a great question to think it's about. It's a good question. I'm asking myself. I was trying to think of something, but I'll keep thinking. <laughs> As we're talking, <laughs> I I meant this to be a very uh, 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 a question that would really stir people. And I asked you, and like, well, I'm I'm not sure. I, I got. I have a lot going on right now. I don't know if there's anything else I want to tackle. <laughs> I come into this podcast like just gun ho, and then I ask this real uh, thought provoking question, and then you look at me I'm like, well, I'm, I don't really know if I got. I have plenty. That's what I'm saying. I have plenty right now. Is there something new I want? Let's go on. I'm sorry. All right. Here's the question in case you need it again for those you got distracted by that. Is there something that you've wanted, but for some reason it's evaded you? (laughs) Let's just reel this bad boy back in. All right. In fact, let me do it by going to Proverbs. Let me, I'm going to have you read this verse here. Okay. You know the thing about Proverbs? I love this analogy and how uh, I read that one author defined uh, Proverbs. He called it the Swiss army knife of the Bible. 
Isn't that a cool statement? I like that. Yeah. I mean, it's so simple and yet it can help you do anything. I like it. Let me read a Proverbs. Okay. 21.5 says this, the plans of the diligent lead surely to plenty, but those of everyone who is hasty, surely to poverty. So I don't want you to be led to poverty. I want you to be led to plenty. Yes. And the Bible says that when we have plans mm-hmm. of the diligent, that means mm-hmm. people that are just not slacking and just kind of waiting for things to happen. No, those are people that are going to experience the plenty. It's a promise of God. But those um, who are hasty, they just run by the seat of their pants. Yeah. There's no preparation. There's no nothing. It says that leads, leads to poverty. Leads to poverty. It, mm-hmm. it leads to a lack in your life. So I've defined this uh, this episode as plan, work, reap. And that's the process. So let's start talking about the plan. In fact, I want to give you today four parts of a plan. Okay. So the first part is to, number one, prepare mentally. Winston Churchill said, there's no substitute for the hard work of preparation. Henry Ford said, thinking is the hardest work there is. That's why so few people engage in it. And Chris Lindbergh always says, preparation time is never wasted time. That's not on here, but <laughs> I'm throwing it out there because it's true. No, I or th- someone said it and no, you quoted a lot. No, okay. No, I say, but here's what I say. I say preparation time is never wasted time. Jesus spent 30 years of preparation to prepare for a three-year ministry. Yeah. And if I was the Lord, I would say, okay, I'm I'm 20. I'm the Lord, I'm one years old. Let's get this show on the road. I'm gonna tell y'all what to do. <laughs> but it's true. He took way longer than a lot of us would think. Oh, Holy cow, hands 30 down. years to prepare. We would think, I'm at 18. Aren't I ready by now? I'm the son of God. Mm-hmm. But no, he didn't. Preparation time is never wasted time. Yeah. So we need to prepare mentally. And again, Henry Ford said this, thinking is the hardest work there is. That's why so few people engage in it. Huh. So let me ask you, how often do you actually stop and just think? Mm-hmm. I mean, think, not not be scrolling Seriously, through your like, so- social media. Yeah, we don't because we're scrolling, if I can just be honest, because that, that's the truth. Just will you just think, will you just think? let your thoughts think. For me, in order to plan, so I, I'm going to put it in the context of the church. When I plan, when I think, I've got to have times that are unhurried and mm-hmm. quiet. Mm-hmm. And it's in those uh, like not in that environment, yeah. just really creating an environment that you can like purpose to think. I'm going to use this time to, to think. Think. Most people don't even think. I know. We just listen to what everyone else tells us, and we so it's in those times that I personally I can prepare. So I do that a lot of times when I'm in prayer. Mm-hmm. I do that when I'm mowing the yard. That's true. How is that? Honestly, if we just told people, if I could tell them the truth, for like. 20 years, however long we've been married that we've had a house with a yard. You always get the best ideas or like God speaks to you when he's like mowing the yard outside. And you know why? Probably because there's like no distraction. I'm looking at a line on the ground. Yeah, you're literally just walking a straight line, pushing the mower. So it's like, no, God can speak to you when when we're not like pulled in a thousand directions with a phone in our hand and a TV going and a laptop open and all the distractions that we deal with. When I'm working out, mm. a lot of times I get ideas. 
Mm-hmm. And then I, I have to have times in my home office that it's just quiet, yeah. complete quiet. And a lot of times I'll have an instrumental worship music going on. And in that environment, I can think. So in order to plan, number one, you have to prepare mentally. Yeah. And I love what Henry Ford says, thinking is the hardest work there is. And that's why so few people engage in it. So think, okay, prepare for that. Here's the second thing, and that's this, learn from others. So if you're going to plan, you have to learn from others. You are becoming the average of your top five closest friends. In fact, the most successful people I know are teachable. The most unsuccessful people that I know think that they know it all. Mm -hmm. They are unteachable. Mm -hmm. So you got to learn from others in order to plan. Uh, I mean, you know this, Tatum, but... It was two years ago that I was inspired to pray a prayer. Yeah, I know this. And you remember I remember that. it. Yeah, and I came home uh, and I the, the here here was the inspiration, and that was to pray that God would send me mentors in yeah. three different areas of my life: mm-hmm. a financial mentor, a leadership mentor, yep. and a spiritual mentor. And people would look and they say, "Oh yeah, Chris. I mean, look at you. I mean, you're pastor in a church. You're a pastor. How come you need a spiritual?" mentor. <laughs> I need someone that can take me places that I've never been with the Lord to, 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 to learn things about yeah, God's word and what, how, how to pray and in ways to, to see results that I've never. Yeah. Same thing in leadership, same thing in finances. And uh, I can tell you that God has sent, sent these people into my life. Yeah. Answer those prayers beyond... <laughs> What you could have imagined. Ever could have imagined. Yeah, it's true. So who are the people that are speaking into your life? Because if you're going to plan, it's the first part of plan, work, reap. Yeah, we have to be teachable and learning. And I think one of the most convenient ways that we have um, access to learn and to grow is through things like podcasts, actually, like what we're doing here. I'm not saying that you have to be learning from us. I'm just saying No, it from I'm experience saying that. This myself. is the only place that anybody needs to learn from right here. <laughs> I have learned so much just about leadership in general. If I just broad leadership mm-hmm. from podcasts and people that I follow because I'm in the car just like you are, instead of turning on the music, I just want to turn on turn on a podcast or while I'm getting ready in the morning, turn on a podcast. There are so many ways that we can glean and grow and it doesn't I'll do the same um, thing when I'm working out. I have a yeah, podcast in my AirPods. Think about ways that we can be teachable, and um, and it it can look differently. Yes, you can read books. Yes, you can study stuff online. But I subscribe um, to leadership podcasts. Learn. I subscribe to financial podcasts. Yeah. Listen, we we can learn from other people, and we have to be willing to do that. Yeah. Here's the third thing that you need to do in order to have a a great plan. And that is that you're going to have, to, you're going to need an action list. So scripture says, write the vision and make it plain on tablets. Well, we don't have uh, stone tablets, uh, but we do have sticky notes on our Mac computers. We have actual sticky notes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have reminders on our phones. We have whiteboards. We, we need to write down an action list. I put this down. Uh, never underestimate your ability to forget the most important things. 
Never underestimate your ability to forget the most important things. So personally, I have on my computer desktop, I have a document that has 45 bucket list items. Yes, you do, babe. These, these are things that I want, I want to accomplish in An my action life list. before I kick the bucket. Mm-hmm. So I'm planning. These are there. Um, I have a three-page, four-year vision for our church on my computer. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've, I've written it down. Do you know when I first came to Life Fellowship that I wrote down five things that I wanted to see happen? Five things that I wanted mm-hmm. to, to accomplish. And it took me six years before I saw those five things accomplished. Yeah. Uh, but I had a vision. I had a, I had a goal. I had an action list of some things that I wanted to see take place. But had I not re- written those down, yeah. I would have been distracted. I would have gone. Listen, the, reason, you, the yeah. reason why people fail is broken focus. Yeah. So, so you, keep it in front of you. You got to keep it in front. Yeah. And I think there's a there's a lesson to be said in doing this for um for our kids as well. So just to speak to some of you who um still have young kids at home helping them to see like what what um your expectations are for them or what goals they can reach and that they can be like rewarded for what is their action list? What is a how are we putting it in front of them in a way that they can be reminded of it in a way that helps them stay focused, like Chris is talking about, because it's teaching them as children to um, um, model what you want them to be as an adult. I we, remember we did this for our kids when they were in their uh, mid-teenage years during the summer months that everyone can get real lackadaisical and all that. Or lazy would yeah. be another way to say that. Yeah. We, 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 <laughs> we sat down with them and, and let them write... Mm-hmm. With our influence in there, what are some things that you can do, you know, to some goals, some, to physically, yeah. to create some great habits? What are some things you can do spiritually, mm-hmm. and some books you can read, and times with the Lord, and um, and financially, what are what are steps that you're taking? And yeah, we had them write those down on a list, you know, even from chores that they're doing in the house or, or what have yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. Help them with it because, you know, yeah, kids aren't going to do this without some guidance and direction, but action lists are important for all of us. But for me as a leader, I'm constantly writing down dreams, actions, Mm -hmm. and to-do lists. Mm -hmm. Future planning, all of it. We got to make, we have to make sure that we are planning. If if, if you... Fail to plan. You plan to fail. <laughs> I was going to say it backwards. <laughs> if you plan to fail, you, you fail, fail to, to plan. plan. You plan to fail. <laughs> so put together an action list. Uh, so try it out. Do it today. And, and let me just say this. This is not a thus saith the Chris. This is a thus saith the Lord. God himself says in scripture, in Habakkuk, we just read it, write the vision down. Yeah. Write it down. That's not a thus saith the Chris. It's a thus saith the Lord. Put it down mm-hmm. so those that can read it can run with it. Mm-hmm. And that, that means you. That means uh, your coworkers. That means the teams that you lead. Mm-hmm. So the way that I say it is this, that we, we, we govern with the written word and we lead with the spoken word. Mm-hmm. And so there has to be something that is written, okay? Number four, network with key people. So if you're going to plan, you're going to need to do some networking. Make an investment in people. 
how do I say it? Uh, that are like a step or two ahead of you mm-hmm. in in whatever area yeah, it, that I was it just is. Just going to say that whatever area it is, because for me, I know that yes, we're thinking through the leadership mindset, and Chris and I, of course, think through the lens of leading a church and leading teams and staff, but um, but also in your role as a uh, as a student, as a teenager, that you're thinking. Where am I going to be in three or four years and who's there and how can I learn from them? How can I grow from the experience they've already gotten? And for parents, you know, when you're thinking my kids are going to be this age in three or four years from now or 10 years from now, how can I help parent them towards that by talking with someone who's already been there? So let me just put this into my investment world. Okay. So when I'm ready to make a big investment in something, I don't just run out there and fly by the seat of my pants. I go to some other men that I have a relationship with in our church mm-hmm. that I look to, and I will float the idea by them and mm-hmm. say, give me your input on this. Yeah. If it's something that is of uh, sub- smart, it's and- substantial. Yeah. And I, because I need to network with people that are two to three steps ahead of me because they've, listen, mentorship is accelerated learning. And so this, this illustration you just gave of, of kids. Uh, mm-hmm. If you have a five-year-old, why don't you go talk to uh, a mom or a dad that has, you know, fifteen-year-olds, yeah. and 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 their kids are have turned out great. And you're like, wow, I'm really impressed with you guys. Talk what to would them. You teach me how could you how, tell? Yeah, how can I deal with this situation? Yes, because maybe you didn't have it modeled for you. Yeah, or maybe it, this is yeah, maybe this child is just totally different behavior than the other child you're raising, and you're like, this is throwing me for a loop. I don't even know how to manage this personality or their strong will or whatever it is. Well, yeah, but network. But watch this with key network people. with people that are two to three steps ahead of you. Yes, not just hey, uh, they're dealing with somebody with the same else thing that as is. You. Yeah, you you can talk with them, but net network acro- across and up, but never down. Okay, so. I'm not going to go ask somebody. So let me just put it in the investment world again, okay? Okay. I'm not going to go ask somebody that has never invested, hey, what do you think about this investment? I know it's a duh statement. Yeah. But we do that oftentimes. Yeah. Or allow people to speak into a situation that they themselves have never been through. Or if you've never um, dealt with a colic, sleepy baby who whatever, then you're going to ask someone who's never had a child. So if you're going to plan anyway, right, you've yeah. got to network with key people. I make the statement, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. So, you know, we relate that to, you know, a lot of times negative things. Hey, you know, if you hang out with a bunch of um, whatever. Fools, you become a fool. Yeah. Fool, Wisely. You be, but I would say the same thing. Okay. So if you want to be a great leader, mm-hmm. show me your friends. Get around great leaders. You get around a bunch of great leaders, yeah. it's going to rub off on you. It's true. You want to get, you, you, uh, you, you find yourself, you like, it's just so hard to keep myself you know, healthy and, um, and, and fit and eating right and whatever. Get around some people that have worked hard that to create that. Yeah. Show me your friends and I'll show you your mm-hmm. future. Same thing with finances. Same things with spiritual things. You want to be a just a rock solid uh, champion for God. Yes, get around people who are really sold out to for the Jesus. Lord. Yeah. Show me your friends, and I'll show you your future. You're becoming like them. You know, the great thing about the internet now is that you can have a thing called distant mentors. And Tatum, you know, she alluded to that earlier, but uh, you can listen to other podcasts and have them 
who, people who are a couple steps ahead of you yeah. in a certain area. Who are experts in areas. They speak can, into your life. Yeah, teach you. You can read books from and articles from, from people that, hmm, they're a couple steps. Why not find uh, and ask somebody for uh, for coffee? I'll do that. I'll go find uh, another pastor friend of, of mine that is in a church that's maybe a couple life cycles ahead of us. And I'll just say, hey, can I take you to coffee? Can I take you to lunch? Mm-hmm. And I always buy. <laughs> yeah. If you ask someone, yeah. Yeah, always. That's just right, right? And they'll argue. And I'll, my little, <laughs> no, I'm not going to tell you my, my secret, but <laughs> I have a little secret to make sure that I say. pay. Uh, but, I just think that's, I mean, it's it's just massively important that you network. So we need to, if we're going to excel, if we're going to be people of plenty, like the scripture says in Proverbs, and not people of poverty, we got a number one, we have to plan. Mm-hmm. Plan, plan, plan. We got to plan mentally and create space to do that. I think that's one of the... <laughs> okay, here's the second thing, though, is that we have to work. Okay, so I'm going to give us some people like, man, I'm going to turn this podcast off right now. You're talking about work. No, not you. We're people of work. Four ways of work. Do you know that when God gave uh, work to Adam and Eve, it wasn't a curse. It was actually a gift. Work is a gift. I mean, it it it, it does something on the inside of mm-hmm. you. It completes you. That's why, that's why we love to all work. People wouldn't become workaholics if it wasn't enjoyable, if it doesn't, you know, do something on the inside of you. Yeah. It's actually a gift, and it can become a curse if you uh, if you abuse it. So four ways of work. Number one. Number one is weigh the cost. Luke 14, 28 says, For which of you intending to build a tower does not sit down first and count the cost, whether he has enough to finish it? Okay. So <laughs> weigh the cost of... So, what you're getting ready to do. So what, what, let, me, let me put it like this. What, what are the time costs? What are the financial costs? Mm-hmm. What are the labor costs to see this thing through the end? And, and you need to put those, you need to, you, need to do, uh, you need to do the work for this. Put it into place. Weigh the costs. Yes. You know, I love this, this little uh, statement. Maybe you guys have heard it before. And it's this. Why don't you read it, honey? Okay, it says, um, marriage is hard, divorce is hard, choose your hard. Obesity is hard, being fit is hard, choose your hard. Being in debt is hard, being financially disciplined is hard, choose your hard. Communication is hard, not communicating is hard, choose your hard. Life will never be easy, it will always be hard but we can choose our hard, pick wisely, and weigh the cost. Okay. So we have to weigh the costs. So it's going to be hard regardless. Yeah. But you're going to need to make a decision. Which hard do you pick? So don't just do a job. Go after a goal. Accomplish it. Okay. Here's here's number two in, in how do we work. And that's this. We have to make sure that we organize first. You know... This is a, a great uh, secret in life that is so great for businesses. It's great for kids. It's great for peace. Mm-hmm. Organize first. When things are in the right place, there's peace. There's incredible peace. So true. Everything 
has a place. And if you can get that thing in that place, it creates peace. So let me give you an, an example of this. We just moved into a, a, a new home here um, a couple months ago. Yeah. And when we first moved in, if you guys can just picture it, boxes are everywhere. I mean, everything is disorganized. Mm-hmm. I could not find a single thing. I remember I needed a I needed a scissors. I had to I had to open something up. I needed to open up one of those boxes, and I could not get it open. And so I'm like, where are the scissors? I spent all kinds of time looking through boxes all around the house just to find the scissors. That's how it goes, right? But in what? Probably three days, four days? Yeah. You, unbelievable, the way that you can think and you organize and do things like I could never do. You put the whole house together. Everything had its place. And when everything was in its place. Peace. And we knew where it was. Peace. Yeah, so true. Organizing, it's important. When things are in the right place, Mm -hmm. there's peace. And you have to work hard to organize things. And if you organize it, there's peace. There's peace in your teams. There's peace among your kids. There's peace in your marriage. There's peace in your home. It's just peace. Some yeah. some of us right now, there is no peace in our lives because mm-hmm. everything is so chaotic. There's mm-hmm. It's all disorganized. Yeah. Or not structure. I think another word we can say too is just having some structure. We all need that. People thrive when you know boundaries and when you know where things are and where they shouldn't be. And organization makes um, peace, makes things go smoother. So when when uh, if there's a process to laundry collection, instead of it just being, you know, all over the house and different places. It, yeah. I mean, for me, some people, but for me, there's, there's peace to that. When, when garbage is removed at the right time, you know, okay, there's, there's peace. Yard work, your office desk, when you know where everything is at, everything seems to work better when yeah. it's organized. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Structure matters, yeah. Organization matters. We say around here this, we say great systems make bad leaders look great because things are organized. Yeah, and it's truth. It's so truthful. If there's a process to something, the process is set up and it's great, then it's a lot, actually it's less work for the leader on the receiving end because the steps are already laid. Do you know what I mean? You already know where you're going. There's some, and it's the same in every situation. So what's in the pro- work in life? Okay. Yeah. So, or, and when things do not have the right process to it, it woo, frustrates everybody. Balls get dropped. I mean, you think people, about it. You, I mean, you're at a, at a, at a, a restaurant. They don't have the process down of how they get the, you know, the, the order back to get it cooked, to bring it to you. And yeah. then everyone's frustrated when there's not good process. We got to organize first. Everything seems to work better when it's organized. So let me just put this a little bit in ministry terms. And then why don't you then also, as I'm sharing this, why don't you think about it in your world? Okay. Mm-hmm. So for me, when we come to a, um, a certain event mm-hmm. here in the church, here's what we will do. Number one, we're going to organize the project. 
So in other words, we're going to create an order of event. We're going to create response mechanisms. Okay, what are the emails that are going out? What is the, what is the verbiage and what's typed into there? What does the header look like on there? We're going to design the, um, the wordage that goes on the website. And then we're going to design what the graphics look like. Mm-hmm. Uh, the promotional pieces and what are the the catchphrases. We're going to think through the decor. We're going to write the message. We're going to create the dramas. We're going to make all of the slides. We're going to create the right music. We're going to make the right videos. I mean... There's a lot of thought that goes into... An event just doesn't happen. We organize the project and we create all of those different things. Okay? So you're going to have to organize your project, whatever it is. And maybe your project is some little tykes that are running around the house right now. Mm-hmm. Structure will be a game changer if they if you have a plan. What's for, the order? What does the day look like? <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> yeah. Number two, we organize positions. So we here's what we think about. We like okay, how many leaders are we going to need? Where where will they be positioned? Mm-hmm. What will they be wearing? So we're going to organize the places that people are going to be at mm-hmm. and define what they're doing. And that's really important. Number C, then we're going to organize people. Okay. How do they have job descriptions? How, how are we going to train them? What, what are we, what are we going to do with all that? Okay. And then, uh, number, number three, we're going to, uh, we're going to create, uh, resilience. Okay. So this is something that you and I need to, to work on. We need to make sure that resilience is a key part of really everything that we're doing. Of how we do work. work. Uh, Read what Colossians says. Colossians 3.23 says this, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord and not for men. Yeah, just, I mean, give it everything you've got. In fact, the definition of resilience is elastic springs back into position gets back spirits quickly. You know, Thomas Edison made this statement. He said, I never did anything worthwhile by accident, Hmm. nor did any of my inventions come by accident. They came by By work. work. We're going to have to give, we're going to have to be resilient. In what we're doing, yeah. One of the... um, Keys, Chris, that I know you and I have talked about in ministry that has been um, part of succeeding, part of like doing well is simply, simply but importantly, being resilient, like not giving up, springing back into position. If we go back to the definition and like doing what Colossians said, whatever we're doing, we're doing it with all of our heart. We're working as unto the Lord. And, um, and we got grit. Every great leader that I know yeah. has grit yeah. because every great leader is wanting to move people to a better place, a better location, to move them to brighter brighter days, greener pastures. And in order to do that, you will be knocked down. You will experience setbacks. Resistance, yeah. And great leaders know that I'm going to have to work at being resilient. Yep. I'm just not going to be... Listen... Let me just tell you ministry for a second. Only one out of 10 pastors that start in ministry at age 21 will still be in ministry at age 65. That's crazy 
to think about. 90% will not be in ministry at 65. Wow. That started out in 21, at 21. Wow. 90%. Hmm. I'm telling you, it takes resilience. Resilience. And so here's what I want to do. Next week, I want to open up the podcast and I'm going to actually, we're going to, we're going to pick up from where we left off here, but I want to tell you probably my top seven moments that I wanted to quit. And I've never done this before. I've never uh, opened up publicly and really walked through these. And I want to just give you a snapshot in, into my life, moments that I was just dead set, mm, I'm going to quit and throw in the towel. And but next, you didn't. But next week is going to be very heartfelt. It. Yeah, it's going to be very heartfelt, and we're gonna we're gonna finish up plan, work, and then I'm gonna teach you how to reap from the Lord next week, and it's gonna be it. I'm really excited. I wish it was already next week. I really do. But hey, everybody, uh, I want you to know it is such an honor to speak into your life every single week. We just want you to know that we love you, and we count it a great honor. Yes, to be able to do. do life on this this planet Journey Earth with you. with you guys. And so hope you all have a great, great week. And I'll see you back here next week. All right. Tell your friends. God bless. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.